TJ Gamble. How we doing, sir? Doing all right, man. Not too bad, not yeah. too bad. Got Enjoying you here Austin, in Texas. Austin, Texas, out here for uh, George Strait. <laughs> I wish. I wish that's why I was out here. Yeah. yeah. Is my car, <laughs> my car is a little on the small well, side, Well, this, right? this is Kalen's attempt at making his guest feel as uncomfortable <laughs> as he possibly can, um, painting him in the worst possible light. Uh, this is the first installment of Big Man in a Little Car. Dude, you're so funny, man, because, like, I'm like, should we do it here? Should we do it? Here? You're like, I don't care. I really don't you're care. Like, I really don't, like, care. don't care. But you're but gonna it, see the thing is, is you're like, gonna talk smack about well, this to the end of time. <laughs> I'm in a tiny little car. You know, the camera's framed that way, so I'm leaning over here. This seat should does I, not. It do does I, not. No, 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 should, no, 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 no. We're going with it now. But the seat won't let up, so I'm like all laid back like this right here. Like, let's you know get my belly even closer to the camera. You know, it's kind of like how they make Gandalf look so big in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> It's, uh, it's, but I'm good with it. Like these are your, these are your creative choices, and it's not me. It's, it's not you know my job to come here and judge your creativity. Judge my creativity. Yeah, yeah. I make. I'm. You know. You know what I should do though is I should move this up. No, 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 no. I make you some interesting. Well, I'm realizing that you know we want to. I make. I make some interesting creative choices from time to time. They. I've been known. Unusual. I've been. <laughs> to make an unusual choice or two. Um, but that's part of the creative process. Most, most most creatives are weird people. That's true. Yeah. You got to be you got to be a little weird. Yes. Do you consider yourself a creative? Would you use that? I don't know. I'm I'm I've always been kind of a weird mix of creative and technical. Yeah. And and so in in flashes on days I'm very creative. Dude, I'm, but I'm then crying. most of the days most days I'm going to be much more much more technical and analytical and. I can't be the I can't be both of those in the same day. So it just right. I have to like wake up knowing which one I'm going to try to be that day. Which hat you're going to put on? Yeah, which probably limits me from being really good at either one of them. I mean, your words, <laughs> your, your words, not mine. Um, no, that's funny because um, yeah, there's definitely a creative aspect to all this stuff, to the video, to the you know everything that you do. Um, well, you, you're afraid. You're backing up or something? Like, what are you, <laughs> I got to I got, I got look at yourself. <laughs> well, actually, I was seeing you in there, and I was like, this is weird. Like, I'm looking at you from different – you got to get everything set up. You know, you got to get everything set up properly in here because yeah. it's a small space. Probably before you start recording the camera, usually. Like, <laughs> Probably beforehand. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're making this up as we go. There are no rules here. There, we're, we're two tech yes. bros in a, <laughs> in a hotel parking lot. <laughs> in a – very small. Was it a Honda Accord? It's a Honda Accord. Yeah, coupe. A, a coupe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is possibly the smallest car that I could have picked. Yeah, well, I've, I own a Volkswagen Corrado. We could have done that one. That would have been a little more. Yeah. Do you have it here? No, no, no. Okay. no I'm in the truck. We'd had plenty of space to I, set up in that, the truck. That's the other thing I was going to say is that we could have done it in your car, too. But you know, why? as long as you have one of these little plugs. But what would we have talked about? This is much more fun. We've blown half of this interview. <laughs> just bitching about the car <laughs> right. and that's content that's good stuff. That's, that's content yeah. yeah it's it's all content it's all content. it's all content yes. at the end of the day very much so now you're working on a big project but we're not going to talk about it because it's not too much not unless you want to hold this until january no i can't hold that i yeah, gotta pub so i'm gonna publish this in about can't. 17 minutes yeah we can't we yeah can't we can't get into it now. but it's uh it's going to be exciting so everybody should keep an eye out is yes is my understanding uh, we, i was hoping it would roll out in q4 but we're we're a little behind. It's the first time we've done something like this, but it's 
I've pretty much put all other content on pause, at least okay. as much as I can, okay. to focus all of my energy and effort onto this initiative. Right. And it's it's looking really good so far. I'll, I'll show it to you in a little while, but then, you know, if you tell anybody, I'm going to have to kill you. And you, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it would be, if you wanted to kill me, I'd be in, I'd be in trouble. Well, I know where you live. Because you know where yeah. I live. Even though... You're trying to hide it by meeting people in parking lots and filming in cars and not having them over to your house anymore. Yeah. But, you know. I mean. I can find you. Yeah, you could probably find yeah. me. You look like you could pack a punch, you know. Oh. Have you ever gotten into a fight? Have you ever gotten into a really bad fight? When I was younger, a couple of times. Have you killed, <laughs> you well, the, killed somebody? <laughs> Here's the thing. That's I a never, long pause, I never, Well, I never initiated the fight. And I... I haven't lost one since since I was like five years old. You so, don't start them, but you finish them. Well, you know, I I was always growing up. I was always afraid I would get in trouble. I, you know, growing up a poor kid in Alabama, education, good grades, like that's how you got out of there, right? And so I was always um, afraid that I would get in trouble if I did something like that. So I was I was always very cautious. Um, okay. I, I didn't usually just try to destroy someone. Yeah, even though. The few fights I've been in, I, I had the opportunity to do so. You won luckily, them. You won them but, handily. Well, is what, I, is what you're trying to say. I made the other person very quickly aware that this was not a situation they wanted to be in, and then <laughs> right. I let them leave. Right? I let. I gave them an out. I, this is not somewhere you want to be. Right. This is not going to go in your favor. Right. Here's your out. And they they, they and you took let them it. out. Luckily, they took it. That was very diplomatic. Yeah, it was. It yeah, was. I appreciate. Now, that. when I was like five or six years old. I was on the I was on the playground in Columbus, Georgia, or Fort Benning, Georgia, uh, at the barracks. You know, my my dad was in the military, and there mm. was this little kid getting picked on, and I, you know, I was I was a little bigger than him, so I stepped over there to try to help the guy, and this other kid just like he just lit me up like out of nowhere. I was just like, "Hey, man, leave him alone!" And that dude just turned around and just popped me three times in the face and bloodied <laughs> my nose. And of course, I found out later he was like five years older than me, okay. which is about my same size. So he was um, twice your age. You were five. Yeah, he yeah. Was, he was yeah. like nine or so, something like that. And, yeah. And I might have been a little older than five, I guess. It might have been six or seven. Yeah. Um, and he might have been 11 or 12. But it was, he was four or five years older than me, and that's the only one I've lost. Like, I didn't even throw a punch. Like, yeah. I didn't even know what happened. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, hey, man, whoop, and that was over. <laughs> it was, was over. Like, Whoa, well, everything's blurry. My, you know, my yeah. eyes are watering. I was, um, I was talking to a buddy recently who, uh, who we were talking about, fighting for some reason and, and getting not i go have you ever been knocked out and he goes yeah he he was uh he was in a bar and he just bumped into some guy by accident and he turned around and and he was <laughs> he got knocked out wow. and uh and then the next thing he remembered was just waking up and um i've never been knocked i did get punched pretty good once in junior high you deserve there was <laughs> you know you deserve <laughs> go ahead there it. you deserve it didn't you no i did here's what happened there was this dude and he thought I was hitting on his girlfriend, but I wasn't. We, you know, she, we were friends, whatever. So he was talking crap about me. So I walked up to him and I was like, hey, man, you want to fight? And then uh, what did he say? I don't remember what he said, but I pushed him and he came back and punched me. And I didn't, I was not able to, to, yeah. to block. So he hit me pretty, pretty solid. And then it kind of got broke up. But, you know. I think you deserved it. You think it? Well, you probably were trying to hit on his girlfriend. <laughs> you were. Like, really, no really, shame. Really, Are y'all still friends today? You go ahead and admit it, man. It's I really good. wasn't. Okay. I really wasn't. I was a good dude. She was ugly. 
That's what he's saying. She was not attractive. She was cool, man. She was she was a cool person. Um, but uh, you know, these things happen. They do happen in yeah. our youth. In our youth, yes. You know, things, situations get out of control. You know, from time to time. And um, so, anyway, what's going on with with work? What are you excited about? You literally the only thing you're working on right now. You can't talk about. I mean, you're not the, doing the anything thing, else. Um, yeah, I, that's. I mean, this project I'm working on is like four years in the making. And so, you know, it took four years to get to a point to where I had the equipment. Like, I, I haven't been just collecting equipment for fun, right? Yeah. Like, even though it seems like it. It does seem I, you like know, it. People like, hey, look, he's got all this studio. Well, yeah. no, I've been collecting. You've been to building to, towards I've been building to something. have the equipment that I need to, to do this type of content. Yeah. Um, it, it took, you know, four years from the idea to... We had to, you know, get the equipment. I had to hire the right people on my team to offload, you know, the marketing stuff that's going to go behind it. You had to mortgage um, your home to well, afford all this. No, but, it, I mean, we, we did take out some some loans and things that have helped. Um, but, it, you know, it, it is a big project that requires a lot of travel, a lot of uh, moving pieces. Uh, I had to, you know, hire Alex for our director of sales to kind of take over some of the things I was doing on the sales side. Yeah. So I've had to, I've had to, you know, take a lot of the things I do on a daily basis and make sure we had the infrastructure at Jamerson to handle those without me being there, because this is my full-time energy and focus for, you know, probably, I mean, probably at least four or five months now and probably two or three months more. That's cool, man. Um, Let me ask you this, man, the Magento open source fork stuff. Sure. You probably, because you've been getting into other platforms, you probably don't care about it at all at this point. You're like, listen, I'm, I'm. You, do you have any thoughts? It's not that I don't care, and and we're actually having a live stream this upcoming Friday with Willem and and Vinay. Uh, I haven't started promoting it. They just kind of agreed. We just set a time yesterday, so tomorrow oh. I'll I'll start promoting that. Nice. Um, I just one. I've got other things to worry about. And, and I've quit worrying about things that are out of my control. Uh, two, there are a lot of questions that, that need to be answered. Like this is, there's one thing to say we're going to fork or to say there's a problem and point it out. Like I'm all for, I'm all for pointing out the problems as you mm. see them in a community like this. Like that's the only way we get movement to fixing those problems. Mm. And there's been a, a, a long history of, Magento or Adobe making decisions that the community doesn't agree with the community, you know, bringing that to their attention, voicing their concerns and, and actually getting some movement, whether fast or, or slow, actually, you know, getting some of those things improved. And so this is an opportunity to do that. Um, I don't know how successful it will be. Yeah. You know, a fork like that takes a lot of resources and a lot of focus. And, and I'm, I'm assuming my life is not too uncommon from others. And so my energy and focus comes and goes depending on what's going on in life. And yeah. so if it's a small group of people that are dedicated to pushing an initiative like that forward, how how much longevity can we get on that, right? Yeah. When it's not a business that, and and I know they're you know they're they're looking to maybe try to build a business model around it, and the Magento Association being involved, and there's there's a lot of different avenues that could move that forward, but. You know, you've got Adobe on the other side saying, we're not we're not stopping support for Magento open source. Like Magento open source, we've got no plans to shut it down. Right. Well, okay, but 
nothing lasts forever. Like the, you are going to shut Magento open source down. Magento open source will come to an end. It could be next year. It could be 375 years from now, right? Yeah. But there, there is a timeline it's gonna happen on something some like that. So what is that timeline? <laughs> Just because you don't have plans yeah. doesn't mean that at some point in the future, if all the circumstances are right, because that, that decision is going to be like that, right? Mm. It's going to be, we have no plans, we have no plans, we have no plans. Here, here's the announcement, it's done. Like they're never going to say, we're thinking about you know, shutting this down or yeah, it'll, it'll about just doing be away. Like, like, it'll just be instant. And so, and it'll be framed as an announcement about something new and exciting. And then, Oh, by the way, we're, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, just buried in the, in the lead be, there. Buried, yeah. Um, so it, as a community, we know that's, that's business as a publicly traded company. They have to hold decisions like that very close to the chest. And then they make the announcement. Um, and so a lot of the people on Twitter, that are that are defending Adobe, or maybe they work at Adobe. That are saying we have no plans. Are they? Would they actually be privy to that information? In you know, at least any extreme advancement of that decision actually being made. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Like maybe. Maybe not. I, I, you know, it's a big company. Those decisions usually are not necessarily made by the people in the trenches. Yeah. So I, I understand the concern. That's I understand what I'm, the pushback. <clears throat> I just don't know what the successful path forward from here is. That's what I'm like. What I want to know is who's the guy or gal that at Adobe who could give the thumbs up, for example, to give the association ownership of the code base. Like who's who who is that person, and can I get them in this car to to talk about it? Yeah, not with me. Remember, they sit in the back. We can do it together. Yeah, Yeah. that'd be cool. Um, Um, Anyways, yeah, no, I know we're you know everybody has a you know everybody's talking about this to some extent. It's kind of yeah, it's just why would they, right? Like why would they at this point? If you're if you're Adobe, what what are your where are your loyalties? Right. What is your agenda? And so is is your exactly for the most part, it is making revenue, generating revenue and anything outside of that has to at least be run through that filter, through that lens. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm not saying they're nefarious or they're going to do anything that's counter to the community, but ultimately the decisions come down to what's best for Adobe and their shareholders. Uh, And so, you know, why would you give, what is probably still one of the biggest pipelines from, you know, funneling merchants through to Adobe Commerce. They go on open source and then, you know, mm-hmm. you get their information and you have a chance to market to them and you sell them on the the additional functionality and, and people still are making that, that trek up to Adobe Commerce. So why yeah. do something that might be counter to that while that's still a, a very viable path? Yeah. Once you go full microservices, well, then, you know, maybe there's no need for that then because yeah. it's not a viable upgrade path. It's a very different platform at that point. Yeah. And then, then maybe you, you know, you hand that off and, and maybe this is the first step toward making that a smooth transition rather than, oh, my God, they just announced the end of it. Let's scramble and figure something out. Yeah. Are you, um, we're, I mean, you're working with different, different e-commerce platforms and stuff like that. Like, like what? What would be kind of the percentage of like your, uh, if you could say like this much of my business is on this platform, this platform, this platform, that kind of thing? Well, I mean, the great thing is, is I don't have anybody that can tell me what I can and can't say. So mm-hmm. I can say whatever. That's what I, I like. That's, what, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Um, 
right now the number of new builds, and we only support big commerce and, and Adobe commerce. We don't really do a lot of open source stuff anymore. Well, we may have a few legacy customers on it, but none of our new builds are, are Magento open source. And it's it's not necessarily that we wouldn't. It's just those are not the, the leads we're I'm going to end the interview landing. right now. Yeah. I'm shutting it down. Shut it down. Um, but I would say probably, you know, if I'm just kind of thinking off the top of my head, I would probably say two-thirds to three-quarters of the new builds, if you're just talking about number of projects that we're doing, it's is big commerce versus Adobe commerce. So yeah. the vast majority are big commerce. You're a big commerce guy. But the vast majority of our revenue is Adobe commerce. Oh, like by far, okay. Like almost flipped because one, you know, one Adobe commerce project can be, you know, Mucho three dinero. or four to ten yeah. big commerce projects. And, and, we're seeing that shift a little bit. Um, we are seeing big commerce projects, at least the ones we're quoting, maybe maybe not ones we've landed thus far, but over the last few months, the ones we're working are getting bigger and bigger. And we're looking to, we've got to offer additional services because we can, we can sell an Adobe commerce project and because we're mostly technical, we can sell a nice retainer to support it, continuously develop it, mm -hmm. but on a SaaS platform, that's not what they're looking for. It's not what they need. Yeah. And so we build the project, and then our revenue stream from that merchant is virtually over. So we've got a. They need some SEO. They, they need, need some. Yeah, they need uh, some influencer. marketing, some email marketing, that kind of thing. Uh, and so we're we're building out those services now. Like we've just made some hires in the last couple of weeks to help jumpstart us building out those services so that we can increase the value of those of those merchants. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I remember, I remember us talking about that, building out kind of the marketing side of things. Um, yeah, and then um, I, I keep hearing that, like, the big commerce, um, that, that sort of the developer community or ecosystem is, it's like people have a hard time finding developers that specialize in, of course, you don't have as much of a need for somebody that can spe specialize in the same way that you did with Magento, it, because it's simpler, right? You're mostly doing front-end stuff. But over time, the back-end integrations get more complicated. you got to know the APIs better. So do you see that? Do you, is it like – do you need to find developers that know big commerce well? Is that is that a challenge or – It's it's not as scary as going into an Adobe commerce project with an inexperienced developer. Yeah. Right? As long as you've got some leadership that understands it, you can, you can make it work. And, and again, we've made – Hires in that regard to to increase our technical leadership, especially around big commerce. But yeah, it's there's not a there's not a, a big commerce hero where I could go. That's just what find I'm just saying. When I'm I need saying. it, right? It's, could be a, um, could be a, could need, be a thing. You know, um, it, there's not up. most developers who are out there just learning SaaS platforms and hacking and doing work. They're on Shopify. Like, it's just where they're at. That's where the money is. That's where the majority of merchants are. Uh, big commerce, I, I really like their angle with the the open SaaS and being more flexible, and so I like where big commerce is going. But they just don't have that, what I would call that low end hype, right? Those really small merchants or those self starters or people that are just tinkering and playing around, right. like that 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 end up growing into valuable contributors to the ecosystem. They just don't have that, right? What are because I hear this a lot that uh, big uh, big commerce uh, is more 
customizable for maybe that mid-market Shopify is is better for the the people that are starting out. What are some of the specifics on that? Because I still haven't quite wrapped my head around it. Um, I believe payments are one of the things. Like they support different payment methods. Shopify basically wants to push people to their payment method. Um, but I, it's one of the things I'm trying to better understand. Yeah, uh, you know, obviously, big commerce has the B two B edition they're doing now with some B two B stuff. Um, usually, if big commerce is going to do a piece of functionality, it's going to be a little more robust. Okay. Um, one of the like one of the big areas you're going to see is just an API rate limits. Like, okay, Shopify has very restrictive API rate limits, and if you want them higher, you got to be you got to negotiate. Yeah, you got to yeah. really negotiate with them and get get you know more. Um, more API calls. And okay. so with big commerce, like they're, they're much less restrictive in that regard. So if you're, if you're doing something like we do a lot of automotive and you're needing to move over tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of parts, you need to sync those nightly. You've got a lot of orders flowing back and forth. Um, you can do that a lot no faster problem. on big commerce than you and can you're, do on Shopify. And you're doing your big automotive sites and stuff on big commerce now? Some. Okay. Some, um, not all of them, but you know, you're starting to see a lot more that are not necessarily as complicated as they were, you know, five or ten years ago. So they're, oh, okay. they're starting to simplify a little bit. They're starting to be a little more specialized or, uh, you know, kind of narrowing their functionality set to fit a SaaS model. So that okay, it, it's one of those where back ten years ago, people just wanted what they wanted. They, they hadn't really figured out their business model. Right. Everything was custom, and that's why Magento was such a great fit. And we're starting to see people really, first of all, the the functionality and capabilities of the third parties that surround SaaS platforms, so your search providers and things like that, yeah. are starting to fill in the gaps of some of the functionality that's missing from those SaaS platforms. Um, but also, really, businesses are getting more into this D2C streamlined model where everything is much simpler the user experience is much simpler mm. and so we've seen the platforms move more toward complicated things like automotive but we've also seen automotive businesses move toward being a little simpler right, everybody's kind of moving towards so everybody's kind of moving to the same point so um, we we've been able to do some fairly complicated automotive sites on big commerce nice what are um like what are what are uh what are some of the things, for example, automotive? Oh, well, you mentioned the API limits, and so Fitment that makes sense. is the big one on automotive. Okay, uh, you know, because you've got basically with automotive, they're they're going to have data is always a problem in automotive. Uh, you you're getting auto parts, and you're getting them from a bunch of different suppliers. You may be getting them from manufacturers. Uh, you may be getting them from distributors, and each one of them they're going to give you data, and the auto care industry decided, I don't know, 15 years ago or so, 10 years ago, that data was their biggest problem. So they came up with the ACEs and PIEs data standard. Right. ACEs being um, fitment information, like that it will fit a very small Honda Accord. Um, and <laughs> the, you know, PIEs being the product information, that's the least standard data standardization known to man. Okay. They put in some loopholes for fringe cases, but then everybody just flocked to the fringe case stuff because their ERP won't handle the data properly. So it's all, you know, still, still really rough. It's still the wild, wild west, but, um, you know, being able to take that data, sync it into the site, but also, you know, this Honda has, you know, that this gear shift right here or the door handle, they may have used that door handle on, you know, this model 
all the way through, you know, 10 years, mm -hmm. but it also may be the same door handle on every Honda mm -hmm. that came out during that 10 year span. So that, that handle so right there the itself yeah. may fit 135 different year make model combinations. Right. And so when you have that on your site, you have to be able to tell the user that this will fit your application. What is your application? Okay. Yes, this part will fit. Right. Now with Magento, fairly easy to do. Um, you know, you could set up a, your own custom database tables. You could throw all that data in there. You can write your own fitment modules and, and check that data. That doesn't scale. If you end up with like a million products, you're going to have problems there. But um, what you do now typically is we run that through a search provider. So you find a search provider that focuses mm -hmm. on automotive. They can index all of that data, set it up, and then you just got to do the user experience. So it's all in a it's all in a SaaS. It's all in a, it's all in a SaaS model, right? So it, oh, all wow. that data, um, we've got partners that'll take that data and sync it into Big Commerce, sync it into the different search providers. They index all of it, and then we've just got to build out the user experience. Oh, okay, wow, that's interesting. I mean, it's kind of like uh, search itself, like Algolia. I mean, it sounds like a similar thing where before you were building all that stuff out yourself. Yep. And now you, you, you got your Algolia SaaS, you plug it in, you create a UI on top of it, and you're pretty much off. Pretty much done. So and, similar. And, you know, then they're even, every time we do one of these, the UI gets a little easier to do. Yeah. You know, you've got the My Garage functionality because, you know, only psychopaths have one car, right? So, yeah. you, you know, you have two or three, so you can store which one you're working on. And um, why, why do only psychopaths have a, one that's car? A, that's a, it's a little bit of an inside joke. If you're a car guy, you get it. Okay. Right? If you... <laughs> If you are a car guy, you get it. If you have one car and you think I just called you a psychopath, then you react like Kalen does, and you're like, "What? What, what do you mean, psychopath?" Why would you? Why would you say that to um, me? That's... People who are in the cars usually have more. It's a sickness. I get it now. Right? I get, I so get people it. who are in the cars usually have more than one. I got it. Yeah. I got it. That makes sense. So that you know, that like I've, I mean, I've got my daily drivers. I've got. I, I just I think remember... I've got like four or five more. Other than that, right now. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I just remember what I actually wanted to talk to you about this whole time. Oh, it well, took me the, it, got, I've got all day. So it let's took go. Me this long, which is the TikTok stuff, the whiskey TikTok. Yes. Yes. Um, that stuff is amazing. Well, that's, you know, we. You're getting like 5 million views on a video. Well, I don't, we haven't done, we haven't done a million yet, but we, I think three or 400,000 on, on some videos. Um, we were doing really well with that. And that's, obviously I'm a whiskey guy. I like whiskey and we've started Bruzel, which is, a website to sell whiskey-themed merchandise, basically, or alcohol-themed merchandise. Oh, you started that uh, site? Yeah, yeah, we started oh, that way. site, and we were, we were doing it as a drop ship. You know, it's all print-on-demand, and we were doing that as a content series. And then we, I've just had to pause that just because right. of lots of life situations. I, I, owe, I've, I have people pinging me this weekend wanting an update, so i got to do an update video on that. But we... Really, in about a month and a half, we gained about 15,000 followers on TikTok um, posting cool, that man. content. And then I've just not really been able to post the last month or so. I've got to get back to that. But, yeah, yeah. apparently I'm much better at whiskey content than I am at e-commerce content. I think so. I think so, yeah. It's a, it's a bigger market, right? So so did you just you just put something out there and then it just got picked up by the algorithm? And Well, we're... You could get lucky like that, uh -huh. but everything's strategic, right? So we're we're learning, we're trying different things. Um, TikTok is all about those first couple of seconds and then trying to get people to watch it more than once, right? Okay. So it's average view duration and those first couple of seconds. Yeah. Uh, engaging with it helps, but not as much as, say, YouTube. Like, YouTube engagement really, really matters. 
Um, on TikTok, it really is just about how many people are staying to watch it after that first two seconds. Mm-hmm. And so the videos that were that have done well have a really good first two seconds. Okay. Um, so I think I, I had one that was like, I don't know, 300,000 views, but it's to start, I just tossed a bottle up in mm-hmm. the air mm-hmm. and I'm looking directly at the camera and it comes down and I catch it. Uh, okay. Right. And then yeah. I just start talking about it. So you really just see it fall and I catch. Uh, and then I talk about the bottle. So that first two seconds, I'm like, why in the world did he just catch? Where did this, did, did this just fail from the heavens? You got that like hook. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. and then I'm just, you know, I'm talking about a bottle that, the, I guess another thing that kind of helped me is it's, it's a, I talk about whiskey kind of like I talk about e-commerce. Like I'm a little bit too technical about it. So a lot of people okay. that are kind of noobs don't necessarily understand. Okay. Um, so I'm talking about a single barrel barrel strength uh, that I bought for, $60 and it's a really, really good bottle of whiskey, but apparently half the people that watched that video didn't, didn't realize I was talking about barrel strength, even though I was very specific, it was a very specific part of the video uh-huh. where I said it was barrel strength. So everybody's just like commenting, dude, you got ripped off. This is a $30 bottle where I'm at. <laughs> like not for the barrel strength, man, like pay attention. But that uh, actually helped the video go crazy. Cause everybody's just giving me shit about uh, it. You okay. know, Cause they think uh, I paid way too much for uh, the whiskey. Uh, yeah. So I guess that's good too. If you These don't mind looking silly, yeah. You know, if you can just get, if you can just anger everybody, that yeah. works too. Yeah. Dude, if you could just make TikTok videos about whiskey all day long, would that be the dream? Would that be the dream job? I'd probably get bored, but yeah, I would. I would like to be able to regularly create whiskey TikToks. Now I can do. I don't want to create like seven a day, but I could do. Thing is, is I could probably do two a day. And. I could film all of that in like two hours in one afternoon. Yeah. Um, so as long as you have the ideas, so spend all week thinking of ideas and then, you know, they're only like less than a minute. Yeah. They require almost no editing. And so like we can just roll through some whiskey, just go through. but it's just coming up with the ideas that are, cause I don't want to just post junk. Like most people yeah. who are posting are just, they're just there to have a good time. Yeah. And I ruin it. Like I can't be anywhere to have a good time. I got to work the system. Um, it's a, you know, it's a problem, but I, I'm not there to have a good time. It's I'm a, there to get some views. It's a sickness. It, it is a sickness. Yeah. Cars and views. Yes. Just hacking away. That's funny, man. Yeah. I, 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 I sometimes think I should mess around with TikTok, but I haven't. I know. think you would be good at TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think so. you would like it. Yeah. I think it, it fits your kind of, you know, laid back doing crazy stuff kind of vibe, Type right? Of vibe. Like it, you should do. You know, stupid little interviews in your car or something like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not calling your content stupid, but I mean, do something silly is what I'm trying to say, right? Like just find something that's like a minute or less in your car, this setup, silly, and go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I should mess around with that. What else, man? What else is going on, dude? Just trying to get moved, uh, working on the new studio. Uh, So you, so. So you got a new studio. In addition to the secret project, we're not talking about. Yeah. There's also mm-hmm. another. Is this the fit? Is this like your sixth time doing a new studio? Well, I'll try to try to explain the the situation. Dude, um, you got moving cameras. You got what else could you possibly? Just I'll I'll explain it here in a second. Okay. Um, let me let me kind of give the backdrop or the background on on the studio. Um, when I started filming content, we were in an office. But most of our people are remote. So I'm paying for this office for no reason. 
And I'm starting to think, like, I'm starting to think of this big project I'm about to, about to do. And this was like three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. And I need revenue to fund this project. And I, I, I really want to go all in on this thing. So I need money to fund it. I need money to fund the people I need to add to the team to, so that I can, you know, have the time to do it. And so I, I said, mm-hmm. we're going to shut this studio down. This was 2019. We're going to shut, we're going to shut this office, the down. office down. We're going to yeah. shut the office down. So we had. We had sold our house. I didn't have room in that house for a studio, so we had sold it, and we had moved out into the country. I had some land out in the country. My wife absolutely hated it. She hated it out there, and it, understandably so. Too many bugs? Well, you know, it's just that wasn't real good infrastructure. And it, no, okay. When we moved out there, it rained for like four months straight, it seems like. It was like the wettest winter ever. Mm. And so the whole place was just a mud pile. Oh, it was, just, it was yeah, miserable. Yeah, I, yeah. I get it. And we yeah. hadn't built, we were just, I just put a mobile home out there. Like we were just testing to see if we liked it before yeah. we built a big house and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was going to build a house with a studio and she hated it. So we decided to just move back into town. So I had to wait another year. It took me, you know, till late 2019 to find a house that had a converted garage. So mm-hmm. this thing had a converted garage. All I had to do was replace the air conditioning. They had a really loud portable AC. So I put in a mini split and I've got a 20 by 20 room. Mm-hmm. And that's where I built the studio that I have now. And so that allowed me to shut down the office in early 2020 when my lease was up, I'm completely unrelated to COVID, which just turned out to be the greatest decision ever as mm-hmm. far as shutting down an office in February. Yeah. Um, so we shut that down and I started filming at the house and, and, you know, collecting the equipment that I need for this big project we're doing um, and, you know, experimenting with different techniques and things. And we've had a lot of success with the content. I, I need to be much more regular with it, but there's, there's some other types of content I want to be able to create. There's some things that, uh, my team feels like we need to be able to do to make the content a little more engaging and I can't do it in the studio I'm in now. Like I've just, it's just packed to the brim with stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I started looking for, and this house we bought was always temporary. Like it's, it just was always a temporary house to get us through. So we started looking and I found another really large house um, built in the seventies that has like an entire downstairs I could use for content. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a huge house, but we just live upstairs and downstairs is just content space. Gotcha. So I've been able to, you know, I can't, it's not like one big open room, but I've got, you know, a 20 by 14 room that'll just be for live streams Okay. Um, and, and podcast style content. So we're building that out with a one wall to be a, a backdrop, very similar to what I have, but the other wall, we're going to make like a, you know, type of distillery type scene. And basically from one desk, it'll be a three-sided desk. So from one desk, I can get three different backdrop views. Okay. Which is one of the things we need to do. Like sitting here with the same backdrop through a whole video, not really engaging, right? We got to be able to mix it up a little bit. And then I've got another little game room where I can, you know, set up some different views. It's got a fireplace so we can do some fireside chat stuff. Uh Um, I'm building a full bar in there so we can do some bar scenes and then I have an office where I can go in there and edit and do different stuff. Um, and of course with the bar, we can do more bourbon content and things like that. You're a madman. Um, yeah, well, an absolute savage. Here's what I, I want to leave people with this message. Um, having better equipment does not necessarily make better content. Just, just realize that. Remember that, uh, you can do incredible content with a decent microphone and a cell phone. Yeah. Uh, so it's, you know, I understand it's not all about the equipment, but at the same time, I want everything set up. My time comes and goes. And what I'm really chasing for 2022, um, is consistency. Mm. And so I'm trying to set everything up for me to where it's extremely easy. 
so that when I have limited time, the content doesn't suffer. I can mm-hmm. just walk in. Like right now, I walk into my studio. I say, Alexa, let's go live. All the lights come on. Everything's good to go. Oh, really? record, and I'm going. Oh, that's cool. Um, and so with the new studio, we're going to do that, but trying to make it a little more dynamic, and then we're going to really go hard after consistency. Okay. That sounds fun, dude. Meanwhile, I'll just be in my car. You, hey, as long yeah. as you're consistently in your car. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I actually... I didn't explore doing it in a car like this, but I had thought about a van. We talked about this with a van and yeah, and just yeah, that's what I was that's what I was thinking about, and yeah. I, and we were talking about it, and I was I was like, well, and then the problem is it wouldn't fit in my in my dang garage. <laughs> so, but then I was like, you know what? Why don't I just try it in here? And I tried, it and I was like, well, it works mostly. You know, well, I mean, mostly this is, works. It's, this is quirky enough to where it, it actually could add to the content, right? Yeah. Like you're really just sitting here. In a car, it's better than the people you were trying to imitate before where they're just walking and talking. Yeah, that's You tough. know, with all the background noise yeah. and the wind and everything. I, yeah. Every time I run into one of those podcasts someone does where they're just like, hey, I'm on my morning jog and I'm just wanting to talk to you. I'm like, no. Nah. No. Nah. Next episode. Yeah. Um, so this is, you know, it's it's interesting. Um, just make it a make it a character in the show somehow, right? Uh, so, it kind of becomes a character yeah. all on its own. It's hard to it's hard to avoid it, you know. Absolutely. But the, it's just I don't know. The cool thing is that it's soundproofed, you know, more or less, and then I can just kind of be around. anywhere. Yeah. Be anywhere. Be anywhere. So yeah. what have you been up to? Let's interview. Let's flip this interview. Flip it around, man. Uh, not too much, man. Just been doing these. Um, been trying to eat better, you know. Yeah, you're looking Help. good, Thanks, man. Getting man. all ripped. Trying to, man. That's the you know, that's been a couple year thing now, and just trying to keep that dialed in you know do the do the whole gym thing and what else man that's uh just living the dream just li- just yeah, look you know you. living it up man living it up i'm just trying i want to be kaylin when i grow up i don't i don't know just about kind of that, man. bouncing around doing podcasts not really worrying about anything i'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna have you wouldn't have anywhere near as big of a studio is the problem it might be better though you know it might be better <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, it'd be cheaper for sure. I might have yeah, that money in an investment. Yeah. Like all the rental houses get, you're about to get, buy. Get yourself some Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. I need some Bitcoin. Are you into Bitcoin yet? I'm not. I'm not. Um, Dude, I got I got into Bitcoin a month or two ago. There was a – there's actually a, an episode on – HBO did this show about scammers. Um, Why you got to talk about scammers? Well, there was this guy in, in Opelika that came in and he started uh, the Roundhouse. So he started like in a – it was basically investors. He got a bunch of investors locally, and he was getting you know young people in the area, kids from Auburn University, and taking their ideas and trying to help them promote it, right? Investing mm-hmm. in them, trying to help them promote it. Um, yeah. That's that's a whole different story than what I was going for. But he was real big in Bitcoin. Okay, like he was all about Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. And I I came this close to buying some Bitcoin, uh-huh. but I, I didn't buy it just because. He was obviously a scammer, and he was really into Bitcoin. Like he, him trying to talk me into Bitcoin, talk, literally talk talked you me out, out of it. Bitcoin. Uh, and I, I want to say it was it was less than a grand at uh, the time. Yeah. And I didn't buy it because I was like, well, this guy's yeah. all about Bitcoin. Yeah. And I don't know if I want to deal with it. It's yeah, it's funny. Like I I got real excited about it when it was two thousand bucks, bought nothing. But I was real excited about it. I was uh, I think I saw a documentary or something like that. And so, anyway, I feel dumb about that. But th- I went to this Bitcoin conference, actually, and I met a okay. bunch of these Bitcoiners. And the funny thing is, 
even the people that did buy it back in the day, everybody has some story about something they regret, right? Because they bought it and then it two X and then they sold it or four X. So because it's gone up so ridiculously fast, everybody, no matter when they bought it has some, you know, something they feel dumb about. Well, I wouldn't, I would have never held it. That's the thing. Yeah, I'd have never had That's it. the thing. No. Like, They're like, oh, I, if you'd have bought Bitcoin at a dollar, yeah, but at three dollars, I would have sold, sold it. it at three bucks. It would have been all gone. Yeah. So, yeah. I know I had a, there was a guy, I need to, I need to check on him and see how he's doing. There was a, in my little car group, my little car club, um, three or four years ago, there was a guy who said he had, he had 21 Bitcoin um, that somebody, I think he had, had been given to him as a, or he'd taken like his graduation from uh-huh. high school. And taken all of his money and bought Bitcoin, and uh, you know he'd been holding it for several years. Yeah, and he had like twenty or twenty-one Bitcoins. So yeah, I was like, I told him to hold it. When, once he was my age, he was either going to be a billionaire or yeah. worth nothing. Yeah, either way, like that's that's one of the other. Those are the only. There's no in between. If you've yeah. got twenty Bitcoin, you're going to be a billionaire or yeah. at least a multi, multi, multi millionaire, or it's going to be worth absolutely be zero. zero. Yeah. yeah, it's weird, man. The whole the whole um. The whole crypto world is strange, man, and and uh, Bitcoin's weird, and then there's a billion other ones. It's uh, it's it's confusing. Well, there's there's just too many people being taken advantage of that don't understand it. Yeah, and so it it has this whole scammy vibe because a lot of scammy people are leveraging it. Doesn't make it not legitimate, but. There are a lot of scammy people out there taking advantage of folks that don't understand through NFTs yeah. or you know, all of these little, you know, meme coins that yeah. they're, they're just pumping and dumping yeah. on people. Do you, um, this is a separate thing. Do you, when you're having a conversation, a regular conversation with somebody, do you think about it? Do you go, hey, oh, this would be a good YouTube video? Or like, do you go, this would be a good, like, as we're talking, I'm imagining the thumbnail <laughs> for the clip and stuff like, do you do that in regular life where you're just talking to somebody and you go, oh man, this would be a good Sometimes, podcast? you know, if you're always... I feel like it's a sickness that I have. I feel like it's a... Yeah, you're not engaged in the conversation because you're like, okay, what should the thumbnail be? What should the title be? How could I, you know, how yeah. could I frame this? What color is this um, thing going to be? That is, yeah, that, that can be a That's problem. Weird, it right? happens a little bit for yeah. me. I don't, I try not to go all in on, you know, what's the thumbnail and everything during the conversation. <laughs> yeah. But I, I will say, okay, that's a topic we probably should talk about because mm. especially as I'm talking to merchants who are going through the sales process, I'm like, okay, they, yeah. I, I've heard this three times this week. Let's yeah. make sure we're, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. creating some content around that. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's funny. That shows you've been in the YouTube game for a little while. I just, you, you don't even worry about the topic. It's just like, okay, here's the thumbnail. Like that's the first thing. <laughs> That's most yeah. important. Topic doesn't matter if I like, can't come up with a good yeah. thumbnail. Like it's me and you with a Bitcoin logo in the middle. Yeah, that's the thumbnail. That's, that's what that's you, a, got. you know. Got. That's and I'm going. I'm I'm, th- I'm going. That's going to be a good thumb. Like it's going to look good. The Bitcoin logo is going to pop. You know, be a nice gold Bitcoin logo. It could. Um, I don't like. Why would they click the? Doesn't even matter. It, it does doesn't matter. It, they have to have. To they have do a have to, to click. click. They yeah. do have to click. They do have to click. But. It de- but I think they'd click because, you know, people are, you know, people want to click on Bitcoin stuff. Mm, okay. I you don't know. know. Not you? I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't not watch into a lot it. of Bitcoin content. I don't care. I got re- – man, for about a month or two, I was listening to four or five hours a day of podcasts. Shows you have a lot more free time than I do. <laughs> okay. Thanks for rubbing it in, Kaylin. I appreciate it.
Yeah, well, you could you could probably spend four hours a day on something if you wanted to. Mm. Not right now. Not right now. Maybe long term, but not right now. Yeah. I don't know. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts anymore. Only what I I listen to podcasts when I travel. So 2018, 2019, you know, I did a lot of a lot of work travel during those years. You so. listen to a lot of NPR Fresh Air. <laughs> what do you really? If I'm if I'm yeah, as far as podcasts go. I'm usually listening, like, How I Built This with Guy Ron. Yeah, that's I love a good one. That one. Yeah. I love that one. Um, so it's mostly business stuff, um, some e-commerce stuff. But, like, last two years, I haven't listened to hardly any podcast because I haven't been traveling at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. I go in and out. Um, you know, I go in and out of phases. I'm yes. Kind of, I'm coming out of a real heavy, like, like four or five hours a day. And the now I'm – yeah, and then now I just don't want to – and Tim Ferriss is a good one, you know. Yep. I, I like. I'll listen to that. Um, but uh, I, I, you know, I figured you're you're in Texas now. You're, yeah. I figured you're a Joe Rogan fan. You know, you're starting a little to bit, get ripped. A little bit yeah. of Rogan. Yeah, yeah you got to do some. Yeah, you got to do a little bit of. Got to do a little <laughs> bit of Rogan. Um, those are all good. I I catch them from time to time. I used to catch Joe Rogan. Just YouTube would recommend a clip. Yeah. And then I'd be okay. I want to hear that whole right. whole episode. By the way, you know what I'm imagining right now, What's right? That? The thumbnail. <laughs> we got to make the thumbnail face. <laughs> You've been going crazy with your thumbnails, man. You've been doing the big head thumbnails. The big, head, the big heads have worked. Man. Have Those they, get, I had a feeling because when I look at them, it freaks, it messes with my brain a little bit. And then I go, what's happening yeah, here? You got to stop and pause and be like, what's with the big head? And yeah. Then, yeah. Um, the problem is, is the topics haven't been real good. The thumbnails have been good. The topics not. Topics so don't matter. Content well, doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is the thumbnail. The problem we have with the the e-commerceaholic channel, like it, it was never intended to be kind of this catch-all for everything. It, it was supposed to be more of a, you know, podcast, um, you know, live stream type of channel. Mm -hmm. um, but we we ended up putting, we've got like two or three different audiences on one channel. And so one of the problems you have with that is YouTube wants to recommend your content. They mm. want to. They want to find an audience for you. Right. And so if I release a Magento video, well, the people on the channel that, that like Magento click on that video and they watch it. Yep. But if you're into big commerce, you're not going to watch that video yep. more than likely. Yep. And so what happens is I'll release a big commerce video and then YouTube will show it to a certain amount of my audience that that has watched videos in the past but if they're if they've watched magento videos they're not going to click on it and then youtube's like okay this is not good quality yeah because the audience that has watched his stuff before doesn't like this video yeah and then it just kind of gets suppressed and it gets two or three hundred views yeah um so we're we're working on over next year we've already kind of got it started but we we've been you know we haven't been putting out content because of this other big project but we're breaking each of them out into their own channel so doing okay. a you know a full out uh, big commerce channel, Adobe Commerce channel, much more targeted, focused audiences. That's smart um, to try to to try to get a little broader reach. I mean, they're still that's smart highly technical topics, but so yeah. I'm not expecting millions of views on those, yeah. but much more targeted. I finally did a, with this new podcast. I finally did a, a separate channel for the clips. Yeah, and so there's a clips channel where I'm putting the clips, and then the main channel, but. But both of those channels still have the same problem of being lots of I've been doing a lot of Magento stuff, but I've been I've been doing a bunch of other random stuff as well. And um and I, I just have accepted I'm gonna just it's I'm not gonna have a, a specific um topic to it. 
Well, you don't, is, you don't have to have a specific topic. What you have to have is a specific audience, right? So right. you could talk about all sorts of stuff, but you have to have a specific audience. Right. So the, like Tim Ferriss, he's not talking about the same thing every right. day, right? Right. right? right. But, you, you know, those types of channels really become a personality channel, right? right? Like people engage with you and what you're thinking, but you have to, you have to be talking about topics that are going to relate to whatever that audience is. Yeah. So, you know, it, if you're talking about Magento one day and then Bitcoin another, yeah, you know, those, Bitcoin's a big wide topic. Yeah. Like that's a wide topic. You could find an audience if you're just talking about Bitcoin every day. Yeah. But then when you switch to Magento, what's that Venn diagram of overlap look like of people who are yeah. interested in Bitcoin that are now going to. And so you put out a Magento video and YouTube shows it to your Bitcoin audience and they're like, well, I don't, that's a, is that like yeah. the color purple? Is that what we talk yeah. about Magento? Like we don't, you know, so that that's actually going to hurt your next video. So when you yeah. do the next Bitcoin video, YouTube's like, well, a lot of people didn't like the last one. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just, I don't know. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just go with it, and and uh, <laughs> he's like, yeah, with your strategy. I, yeah, I'm just put, I'm just putting that. Yeah, it's too much. To, it's too much to stress. What's, about, a, what's your goal? You know? Well, you know, the thing is, is that I really enjoy the the conversations themselves. Okay, and so it's kind of, it's kind of just an excuse to do that. Um, right. And so I'm kind of just trying to stay in that zone, and and I've tried this in the past, and. You know, I'll sometimes schedule, but you know how it is, right? Where you can kind of get excited about it and then you find yourself in the middle of something and you go, why am I doing this? I don't even care about this topic. And so for me, I think the challenge is, is to just kind of stay present with it and just stay focused on like having fun, talking to people, you know, and then, yeah, I can do the clips on topical things that maybe are a little bit actionable or a little bit, you know, more specific um, with the clips. But that's kind of my goal is I realize I really just enjoy having conversations okay. about different things. And I think if I keep doing that consistently, it'll it'll build and, you know, I'll be able to hopefully it, do something with it. It won't build unless you find an audience. It, yeah. At the end of the right? day, it won't yeah. build if, you, if it's so random that it that every video but you like, put out should relate to whatever that audience is. So you could still have fun conversations, but instead of. Let's sit down and talk about, you know, me producing stupid videos or, you know, big commerce versus Adobe commerce. You know, maybe we're just talking about something that relates to that audience. Yeah. So you'd have to be a little more disciplined around what the conversation is, what the topics are um, that that relate to a particular. They can be random, but they still have to. Because a lot of you obviously listen to things that talk about random stuff. That's the thing. But it's, like, you've got to be able to relate to that audience. Yeah. Like, like uh, it's kind of like Rogan as an example. He, he talks to different people. He talks to scientists and comedians and fighters. And, and sometimes I go, I'm not interested in this interview with this fighter. But then sometimes I will get a little bit into it. Right. And for some reason, it just it just sticks. And so I think, obviously, I'm never going to be that level. But it's a similar kind of a concept, you know, and I don't know if we'll go anywhere, but why, why can't you be at that level? I mean, I guess it's in theory, you I guess it's possible right? in theory. Like it, it, but all, all Joe Rogan does that's interesting is he, he just has these thought provoking conversations. Yeah. Right. That that's, that's all he does is yeah. it's, he's just, he is targeting an audience of people who like to 
ponder on particular topics, yeah. right? And, yeah. and so it may be a thousand different topics, but he's going to have these, you know, a little, little deeper, a little more, I don't want to call them meaningful because they're not always necessarily meaningful, but you know, it, it, oftentimes he's talking about something that's at least interesting to think about. Yeah. Um, and so he, he gets your wheels turning. So yeah. as you're, as you're watching those, you're not so much watching as you are participating in that conversation in your mind as it's going through. Yeah. And, and so that's what he does so well. So do that. But the topics, if you know, if you want an audience, the topics are going to have to well, at least be moderately interesting. It, like it hadn't, doesn't have to be something they seek out, but it's got to be interesting to them. Yeah. And, and you know, what's funny is I've been thinking a lot about the differences between Joe Rogan and Tim Ferriss, which are probably the two, one, the two of the podcasts I've listened to the most. And in many ways, they're similar in the sense that they're massively popular. They're long form. Um, they cover these topics that are sort of sometimes outside of the mainstream. But I was thinking the other day, they're very different in the sense that Rogan's is much more conversational. Yep. He doesn't, whereas Ferris is much more prepared. I mean, he prepares the questions ahead of time, much more methodical. Uh, he'll go off on a bunny conversational bunny trail as well, but much heavier in terms of like you're saying, disciplined, prepared. Um, whereas the Rogan thing is more just like you know, he just goes. It's red. a curiosity stream. Almost, yeah, right? and he's. I think he's very good at the skill of conversation, and, and 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 active listening, and like not everybody knows how to just have a conversation these days. You know what I mean? It's kind of. I think it's kind of a lost art in a way. And so, but anyway, but I think they're very different, you know, um, a lot of Ferris's are audio only as well. Um, sometimes he'll do video and I, I don't quite understand why he doesn't do all of them video, but, um, you know, sometimes audio is, sometimes you can get more into a conversation just listening via audio versus video can kind of be a distraction and sometimes, you know. Yeah, there's there's no reason you couldn't do that same thing, right? Like you've got you've got the skills. You're you're funny, you're you're curious, you're a little weird, which you need to be, right? Like you need to stand out. You've got to be different because if you're the same as everybody else, nobody cares what you have to say because they already know. I think we're all a little weird. We are all a little weird. But you're in Austin, Texas, which is a great place to be if yeah. you wanna, you know, have access to people and, and things. Um, you've got a very nice Honda studio here. Um, like there's no reason you couldn't do that. It is literally just finding interesting conversations and then start working your way into, uh, people that other people want to hear, right? Like, that's the thing. If you're like, nobody knows who I am. So if you put out a video saying I'm hanging with TJ and my Honda Accord, they're going to be like, so the seven people that know who I am going to click on that video maybe and be like, oh, okay. They're in a, you know, they're in a car. But, you, you know, you have to have those interesting topics in conversation, build up the audience a little bit. Yeah. Once you have a little bit of audience, it explodes when you start having, you know, more more interesting people on yeah. on your conversations. But, yeah. you know, keep pushing. But I would still be mindful of what the topics are. No, I know. And I think you're much more uh, disciplined and strategic about all of these things. Well, I mean, you know? I'm not disciplined about consistency. Okay. So, I, you know, don't give me credit for discipline at this point. Yeah. I, yeah. The consi yeah. I think if you can kind of get – just in general, if you can be in that sweet spot where you're doing what you love, 
You know what I mean? I mean, aren't we all kind of trying to find that thing at the end of the day? Like, you're not going to love it every second of the day. You know, there's gonna, it's going to be work. But if you can find that thing that you're kind of uniquely good at and that you like, then the consistency is going to almost um, kind of take care of itself. In a way. I mean, you're, you still got to work at it, but it's almost like you're going to be flying behind the, the headwind. You know what I mean? You're going to have the wind at your at your back. Well, you've, you've yeah. got to... You've got to get it to a point of success, right? Like once you're once you're actually seeing some movement, it's a lot easier to be consistent in something. Uh, my my problem is not you know a lack of dedication or a lack of um, you know desire to be consistent. It's just that if my business does not continue ticking along, then I do not have the funds to create all of this content. Yeah, right. Like everything falls apart, right? Yeah. So everything falls apart if the business is not being successful. So it, you know, it just comes in spells to where it needs my attention and it, it's priority number one. Yeah. And so the content has to take a back seat. Now we're, we're working real hard to switch that to where my job at the company is the content. And, and that is the primary focus is making sure that's going out and being consistent and also just adding more people. So I'm not the only bottleneck to, mm-hmm. to getting content out, but yeah. Um, yeah. Consistency is, and we are back and unfortunately we had just gotten to there we go some actually interesting conversation um we, only... we solved all the world's problems like we, we 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 had an hour's worth of fluff that you just watched and then we got to the meat of the conversation and said all the good things but his laptop had shut we down. Are, I think so, we I think we only lost about three and a half minutes. Three and a half. You know, it was at least a couple of hours of footage there <laughs> that you're not going to be able to see where we. The laptop was not plugged in, unfortunately, and uh, it did die. Yeah. And we did lose, I think, three, four minutes. We but... went we went deep into all the problems of the universe and had some really good solutions. But now they're not recorded. So, yeah, it's lost. It's life. It's lost to the ether. Yeah. But, uh think we're gonna wrap it up here uh Jaylen's tired of talking to me I, I you know i i you know i'm not tired and i could go i could uh you know we could talk we got a lot more we could talk about potentially sure. but uh but i am a little tired <laughs> <laughs> See, i called his bluff didn't i, I called his bluff no it's not i'm, I'm just just you know you know how it is when you get distracted when you're when your situation yeah. breaks and then all you can think about is if you lost a whole bunch of stuff and all the editing you're going to have to do, yep. you know, so I'm all, I'm all frazzled. I'm he's, all, he's rattled now, you know, it's, there's still I'm, some bugs to work out in the Honda. There's a, there's a couple of kinks to work yeah. out, but we're getting there. And it's all about, it's all about putting in the reps, you know, <laughs> every time you do it, you get, you get your system. Like next time I'm going to have this charged up all the so way. So how many of these have you done in the car? This is my second one. Just the second one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, well, normally I record by myself. In the car, but yeah. I'm doing it over Wi-Fi in there. So you're at the house, everything's I'm good. at the house, yeah. yeah. And so this is the second with a, with a guest in the car. Okay. Yes, yeah, so you're helping me work out the kinks. Good. Which I appreciate. Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad I could be a guinea pig. Yeah. I mean, I knew you'd be down for it. I'm, I'm down for anything. Yeah. Except, well, now I've got to go back in and be a little embarrassed. Um, we were at the hotel, and I came down, and I met Kaylin. And Kaylin just looks at me in front of everyone that might be within earshot and says you just want to do it in the car and i'm like don't put it like that man yeah don't right just go it... tell everybody hey you just you pull up to a hotel somebody comes down and you're just like you hey, just want you to do it in the car 
<laughs> right when it came out of my mouth, okay. I was like, that didn't that didn't sound that didn't sound quite yeah. right. So now I've got to you, you know do walk. the walk of shame back up to my room. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. But I'm sure it's not the first time you've done done a Ooh. walk walk. <laughs> Where are you going? Uh, TJ Gamble, any any parting uh, words? Anything you want to share? You want to tell everybody about your secret project? Last can't, chance? Can't tell them. <laughs> can't tell them. You just have to watch. January. It should be on January. Good times. You'll know it when you see it. I love it. Thanks everybody for tuning in, and we'll see you next next time. I guess. <laughs>